heading to hour number three. The Michael Show. Continuing on. Continuing on. Glad to have you on board today. Thanks uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Um, this portion of the program brought to you by a lot of good friends that uh, help us out each and every day. Our friends at Epoxy Flooring done right. Sean and the gang over there. Wisconsin home and business owners, they've been doing it for a long time. Epoxy flooring coating, polyurea coating, different finishes, colors, painting your room as well. They can get it all done from Green Bay to Milwaukee to Madison. They do it everywhere. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com or call Sean 262-443-2852. Epoxyflooringdoneright.com or call Sean 262-443-2852. There you go. Um, this, uh, we were talking about all kinds of stuff. We're talking about, uh, the, the Packers heading off to London. Badgers with a big one tomorrow night taking on Purdue. Uh, we've obviously uh, been talking a little bit about uh, the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, and speaking of the East, uh, the uh, New York City mayor says that they are not going to make an exemption, uh, exception for, uh, to the vaccine rules for Kyrie Irving. Which still does not make sense because incoming players don't necessarily have to be vaccinate, vaccinated, but Kyrie Irving does. I, but anyway, just an FYI, that came out a little bit. Uh, that uh, that came out a little bit earlier today, so it is what it is. Uh, our buddy Steve writes, uh, "I agree." By the way, he says uh, that the Bucks are still the team to beat in the East. They would have and should have won Saturday night had they not missed so many free throws. But between missing free throws, they shot like 60%. Between missing free throws and turnovers, uh, and just at times just a a non-discoverable defense, uh, they could have won that game. I agree. I agree they have to uh, ramp up the defense, especially in the uh, second half of games. I personally think they're missing the energy that Dante DiVincenzo brought to the court. Hopefully Coach Bud can get the defense uh, turned around in a hurry. I, You know who they're missing? You know where, where the energy is? You know what they're missing? They're missing P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker was a dog, man. He he wasn't kidding when he said, I taught them how to be dogs. He wasn't kidding. But when you lose your lead dog, it's hard to just be a dog. I was hoping that Portis would have been that guy, but Portis has not, uh, he's not emerged in that same sense. So look, he's still playing well. They're all playing well. But he has not turned out to be the dog. They need that energy guy. Looking forward to it. So as far as the Packers are concerned, I think that Aaron Rodgers' decision has already been made. They're just moving the chess pieces to also bring back Devontae. As far as the London game is concerned, I am wondering if that would be a gold package game uh, this year for three gold package holders, I believe. I also would love the uh, draft to come to Green Bay. My buddies and I went to the atrium to watch it the year that they picked uh, the perennial pro bowler, Justin Harrell. (laughs) I was there for that. Uh, I was on the stage, man. The fan fest that they had, the atrium was packed and actually ran out of beer. I remember. They can have a sledding hill set up as the players are drafted. They can slide down the hill to be introduced. Vegas has the gondola, and we will have the sledding hill. I think the Bucky's going to handle the Boilermakers tomorrow night and get the win. The defense is going to bring it. Uh, their experience in tight games this year is going to give them the advantage. Bucky wins by five. Book it. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. Steve, you the man. That would be a cool way to bring the guys in. And now with the fifth pick in a draft, you know, blah, blah, blah. They announce the name, and down he comes. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. I would do it. I'd do that in a heartbeat. I'd love to see that. I don't think it will, but uh, no. I, I think that um, 
When it comes to the NFL draft, yes, I think the Packers could could handle it. Uh, this is from uh, Ashton, who says, "Do you think that?" Um, he says, "Do you think that Green Bay could actually ha- host the NFL draft in two different locations?" If they don't have enough room inside the arena, the new arena, uh, no, they they would do it all inside the new arena. Now, I'm not saying that uh, they're not going to do it in the atrium. Uh, that would not happen. My guess would be it would be the new arena across the street from Lambeau Field, and that's where the NFL draft would be hosted. You would have events at Lambeau. Maybe dinners and such, and you know whatever. But no, they they would probably host that at, at the new arena. They could get that done, and that would be that would be the NFL's way of saying one: we took a home game from you. We're sorry, and they'd be able to say, you know, you're not going to host the Super Bowl. We know that, but here you go. And that's the way they would do it. I really thought that they already have this done by now. To be honest with you, but uh, oh, Jimmy Shapiro, Shapiro. Uh, from betonline.ag, just sent it to me. The 2022 regular season MVP for the NFL, the betting, uh, the number one pick would be Josh Allen at 6-1, to one, Patrick Mahomes at 15-2, to two, and Aaron Rodgers with Team Unknown at 9-1, to one, followed by Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, at 16 to 1. Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, followed by Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, uh, Jonathan Taylor, then Cooper Cup, Derek Carr, Debo Samuel, and on down from there. So there you go. Josh Allen, the favorite to win the MVP next year, followed by Mahomes, then Rodgers. Prescott makes me scratch my head. I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. What are they seeing Dak Prescott that I don't? Joe Burrow, I can see it. Justin Herbert, I think he's a little bit away from that yet. Kyler Murray, eh. he's got to he's got to put a whole season together. Got to put a whole season together. Uh, Lloyd says on the uh, Mount Rushmore of first round busts in my lifetime, Reynolds, Harrell, Carroll, and Mandrich are the names that uh, auto populate in my head immediately. LOL. I, I first of all, Lloyd, I appreciate the, uh, the the mention. I appreciate you doing that on the live stream. I hate Mount Rushmore topics, but Justin Harrell will always be one of the biggest busts. Yes, and you know, here's the thing with Justin Harrell: when he came into the Packers organization, I sat down and I got a chance to interview him and talk. He was like a big kid. He was like a big little kid. He was this. This little kid in a grown-ass man's body, he didn't really have the the heart for football. You could tell it. He was glad to do it because he thought he'd get paid and get some money for his mom. And he just he didn't have it. And then obviously the back issues cropped up and all that kind of stuff. But it just it never materialized. I mean, obviously in his play it never did. But he just he was like a big baby kid. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it just he just wasn't a football player. He was a big kid who had success in college. If he had, say, Kenny Clark's heart, you know, go back some years. If he had a, he had Brian Noble's heart, you know, if he had any of those, if he had Brady Papinga's heart, 
Any of those guys, he, he'd have made it. Same thing with Cletus Hunt. He had ability, man. Cletus Hunt, he turned it on for one season and got paid. After that, he had no care in the world to play football, to do anything to, uh, to, to be impactful. He wanted the money. He took it and got out. That's, that's, that's all he did. That's all he did. But Justin Harrell was just a big kid, man. Just a big kid. Oh, by the way, the update from uh, the uh, Labor Talks. Major League Baseball and the MLBPA remain far apart. It is looking more and more likely, they say, like the league and the MLBPA will not reach an agreement. Thus, the beginning of the season will be canceled. They will begin pushing games back. That's word coming out of the, uh, the labor negotiations, the most updated information. So we'll see. But as uh, we've heard uh, a million times, usually deadlines lead to negotiating success. I love how they're all walking in and their backpacks and everything, and their coffee in hand, and, you know, not much going on. Here's the update, guys. The update is there is no update. The update is you're making all the money. You're, you're killing them. They don't want you to have that much money, and they're expecting us to keep uh, to keep them away from themselves. Because yeah, they've given us some ridiculous contracts, and then everybody sneezes at once and goes Scherzer, Scherzer, Scherzer. So there you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Matt Kenseth, uh, AutoCat says Matt Kenseth, great on the telecast yesterday. Um, the the uh, the broadcast, I had heard a lot of rave I, rave reviews. I did not get to listen to it because we were out in the different pubs yesterday doing the uh, the charity things. Uh, so it was kind of disappointing. I really wanted to hear what Matt had to say, but they had music on, but the race was on. But there was a lot of people that either hit me up over on Twitter, emails, because Matt's been for a long time friend of show. I, I really got to get a hold of him. For a long time, friend of show, and see how he likes doing the, the the commentator gig. But I heard a lot of good things about Matt Kenseth from Cambridge, Wisconsin, uh, being in the broadcast booth for the uh, for the NASCAR race yesterday. So interesting. I uh, I, I I've always loved his perspective. Kind of a I didn't know. Uh, I was kind of anxious to hear what the reaction would be to him. Because he's not a he's not a wordsmith. He's like a blue collar dude. And I wanted to know when I heard he was gonna be on the broadcast how not how he would curb his tongue. It wasn't like he was, you know, some F bombing dude, but how you how you translate that to the broadcast booth to capture the imagination of the audience. You know, tidbit. You weren't listening. Yes, we did mention Tony Mandridge, by the way. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. But it was good to good to see Matt Kenseth in a booth. He looked a little awkward. Matt, I will say this: everybody else, they're in these suits. You know, they're all dapper, standing tall. Matt's kind of that guy. Like he just, he really would rather be wrenching on a car. He's just kind of hunched over a little bit, and you know, he's not as. 
he, he's he's not as used, but he had his hair all cut. He was all trimmed up, man. It's like they got to him. They trimmed up everything. His neck hair was perfect. The back of his collar was perfect. The hair was all parted the right way. Like he just got out of, you know, Floyd's Barbershop in Mayberry. You know, he had it all combed over. He, he looked good. But it was it was pretty funny. He just looked like, hey, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm in a suit. Hey, I'll get more comfortable when I get this jacket off and I get upstairs and I can sit down and do some stuff. But uh, but I was glad to see him in the booth. <laughs> uh, Adam says, the money in baseball to me, just, just disgusting. During the lockout, I saw a report that Juan Soto wanted $500 million. Both sides are greedy, and they are forgetting about the fans in the process. Uh, he um, turned down, I think it was 300 or 400 million. He turned it down in one contract. He turned it down. He turned down in one contract what Rodgers has made in his entire career in the NFL. Think about that. Think about that. That's where baseball's at. There you go. Um, Kevin says, with some of the bracketologists having Wisconsin as a number two, do you think they stay there or are they more of a three seed? I, it's going to just depend on what they do in the in the tournament. If they win, if they beat Purdue and they become, they're the number one seed in the Big Ten, and let's say they either get to the semifinals or the finals of the Big Ten tournament, they probably stay a number two. If they lose to Purdue, they win the last couple, they win the last game of the season, and say they win two, a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, probably go to number three. But either way, they're right there. I, I'm What they have done this season has been, I'm not going to say amazing, because we all knew that this could be a good team, and the program has always been perennially good. Every time they're doubted, they, they outperform the doubt. But I think a lot of people picked them to be fifth or sixth, maybe even seventh in a Big Ten, depending on what prognosticator you were looking at. And I, I they have played remarkably well. And the and, and, and Ben Kenny said this uh, about a month ago on the program. There, there's a grit to this team. They're not better than the Final Four teams that Bo Ryan put out there. They're not. They're not. They don't have that same level of talent. You don't have that same ability. You don't have that Sam Decker getting hot and 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 you know you had obviously Frank Kaminsky and he was just almost unguardable to a certain extent. And then you had the backup players and role players and the bench gave you scoring. You didn't. You don't have that with this team. This team's starting five, and after that, you've got this grit and tenacity to get some assists, to get some boards, maybe get a few points along the way, and just kind of hold hold court until the starters come back on the floor. That's what you got. It's a different team. But I still think that they have this grit about them, specifically in close games, where they just they don't have that. They've got enough experience to win. And when you win close games, that's that says something about you. So I'm 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 ecstatic. I can't wait for the the postseason to get underway for college basketball. I'm geeked. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Big time sponsor. Don't forget today's it for the deal. Two years. No interest. No first payment. Give them a call. Eleven $1 hundred and twenty-five dollars off. 
a swinging door or a sliding patio door if you want to go in that direction. So right now, check out Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That's Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. Or all you got to do is call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. And you can see for yourself what it is they're all about. And get a hold of them. Uh, go ahead and uh, give Gina a shout. As a matter of fact, I saw her at the Special Spaces. They, As a matter of fact, Pella Windows and Doors put their money where their mouth is when it comes to charitable events. They paid for a room for uh, one of these uh, one of the kids uh, that have cancer. They they as I had mentioned earlier, the special spaces redoes bedrooms for kids with cancer, and they did a great job. and uh, And they are one of the one of the groups that uh, paid for one of those rooms. So good, good stuff, good, good stuff. So check out Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin again. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. See for yourself what it is they have to offer. They've got, by the way. Uh, they've got all kinds of different doors and windows. Uh, most window dealers only offer one line of replacement windows, and usually it's vinyl. And Pella doesn't do that. They have six different lines. They have two energy-efficient, budget-friendly lines of vinyl. They've got the impervia, impervia, the kind of the fiberglass line, which is engineered stronger. And then there's three different lines of luxurious wood uh, windows and doors. So you can't go wrong. Again, right now, choose 18 months. No payments, no interest, 300 bucks off a window, 700 bucks off a Pella entry system. But if you call today, today's the last day for the two years, no interest. Give them a shout because the next deal's coming up. It's right around the corner. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Oh, yeah. How we looking. You know, I was uh, out and about this morning. I was saying this a little bit earlier, and I actually drove up past our, our friends at Skipper Buds out in Pewaukee. And oh my goodness, they've got—they had uh, three trucks, all loaded with boats, sitting out front unloading these things. The boats are rolling in, not like last year when everybody was out of inventory. Nay, 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 nay. Skipper Buds—they got them rolling in. They had a lot of pontoons. Pontoons were out, and you know, pontoons aren't cheap anymore, man. Holy, they're like five grand anymore. They're, you can get a good one for, you know, 15, 20 and just go up from there. Some of these things are $150,000. Oh my God. But they've got a huge selection of pontoons that are rolling in sport deck, uh, sport and deck boats, fishing boats. And, uh, they do have some, uh, some cruisers, but uh, they've got four winds, Mastercraft, Tyga, Scarab, Starcraft. A lot of great service out there. Call my buddy Todd. He's the GM. Call Todd, 262-544-1200. That's 262-544-1200. And uh, tell him we sent you right there, in, uh, right there in Pewaukee. That's Skipper Buds. Again, 262-544-1200. Ask for Todd, 262-544-1200. Um, Anthony, uh, or no, not, we already did that one. Now, this is from Tom. Tom says, uh, hey, Bill, love the interviews on Radio Row. Will you be replaying those at any time? Tom, no, not usually. You can always find them uh, in the podcasts. Again, uh, go to Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts, and just look for the Bill Michael Show. And you can usually find them. You can go back and kind of go through that whole week. We had so many good ones. I agree with you uh, and appreciate you listening, but we had so many good ones, without a doubt. He says, uh, what is the impact of the Packers losing a home game? We talked about that earlier. It's like 15. What, what was it, Rowdy? Or, Ebo, I'm not sure who's back yet. Well, what um, was the question, Bill? Ebo, what was the financial impact uh, that you said earlier? Um, oh, per game in it? the Green Bay area? Per game. Uh, $15 yeah. million dollars indirect and direct. Okay. 
15 million bucks. So there you go. So for the, the Packers to play away, that's what they're losing. He says, is there any way to make that back up? And does the NFL give that back to the city? No, they don't. Because how are you going to divide it up? This, you can't just give the city 15 million bucks and say, here you go. And then how are they going to divide it up among the bars and restaurants and gas stations, liquor stores, you know, food, food marts? You know, you, you, no. No, you just, it's, it's gone, it's gone. But everybody does it. Everybody's giving it up. You can't look at yourself and go, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this to us. They've done it to everybody. Everybody has played overseas at one point or another. The Packers are the last domino to fall. So we all, it's, you knew it was coming. I just, like I said before, I just didn't think it would be a home game that the Packers would lose. But it is. So... Suck it up. Hate to say it, but just have to. Um, our buddy Brett says, as a Badgers fan, with the quality of road play, would you rather have them uh, start in Milwaukee or get sent to another site? Oh, no, you want them in Milwaukee. Tournament in one-and-done situations? No, you want them in Milwaukee. You want the home crowd rocking, rolling, energy, all of it. Because not only will it be, it'll be a Badger crowd, but it, it'll, it'll also be a different Badger crowd than what the Kohl Center hosts night in and night out. Because you'll have Badger fans from all over going to that game, not just out in the Madison area. So, no, that place will be, that place will be crazy. That place will be much, much like years ago when the Badgers got knocked out uh, one year, I think it was by Oregon. The next year they came back and then they beat Oregon. They played them in, in Milwaukee. And that place was rocking, just rocking. So no, you want to you want the Badgers here, by all means. Um, Derek says that the Badgers were picked to finish tenth. Remarkable season. Uh, they really there really isn't a bad loss all year, if you break it down. Who were they picked to finish tenth by? It was the consensus of all the writers. I think the highest was, was? the highest was eighth, and the lowest was twelfth, and the, the consensus was tenth for the Badgers. I think I think I said seventh, and because we talked about it just before the season got underway, and you know because you know Bo had always had the the moniker of never finish lower than fourth, and we just thought that this would be one of those rebuilding years. So I said you know between eighth and sixth, somewhere in there wouldn't be a bad way to go. But where they're at now, I mean, I, I look, it doesn't matter where you picked them. You could have picked them dead last. It doesn't matter. Even if you picked them second, they, they've exceeded that. I don't think anybody, other than maybe the guys inside that locker room and Greg Gard, saw this coming. So it, it's a tremendous season. and do, it, I mean, it does matter what happens from here on out. Obviously, you want to go deep into the postseason, but uh, they, they've had a tremendous year this year. Uh, hands down, no no doubt about that. So all the credit in the world goes to Greg Gard and the staff and, and the guys in the court and what they've been able to accomplish. But, you know, the bottom line is they're not done yet. You can't look at it as, well, this is great. You know, 21-5, and five, awesome. You know, no, it, it, they're not done. I want to see them. I want to see them with uh, a three seed at, at worst. And I, I want to see them at the very least get to a Sweet 16, the way they've played. I think that I while we may have – not had that as an expectation coming into the season, I think that should be a realistic expectation getting into the tournament. Anything beyond that, an Elite Eight, a Final Four, whatever, if you get knocked out in the very first weekend, that'll be disappointing because this team has been a gritty team. They've been able to figure it out consistently. So I look for at least a, a couple of wins in the uh, early portion of the tournament. 
you would assume. 877-867-1670. If you want to call in, feel free. Feel free to give us a shout and do so. Hey, uh, this one is from Mark, who said, uh, great to see you yesterday down at Nice Ash. Mark, thank you very much. We had a great time. Uh, we went over to Magellan's, uh, did uh, the the, uh, the the charity event at Magellan's yesterday. We had a great time there. And the uh, Smart Literacy Group, uh, they do such wonderful work. Um, so great to great to be over there and see Linda Kohler and the whole staff. But then, yeah, we went over to, to Nice Ash. 323 West Main Street, good sponsor of the program. And a couple of cigars, some good beverages, Uber Home. It was a great night. It was a banner. But a lot of fun people in there yesterday. We had really such a good time. Stop at a nice ash. Go to theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com to see everything that they offer. And uh, music usually on the weekends on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Live music on the weekends. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Stop into the nice ash and tell them we sent you. Uh, step away. We're going to come back. More of the Bill Michael Show next. How we're looking. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. By the way, uh, another update coming out of the uh, MLB talks. Nah, baby, nah. I don't think anything's going to happen. It, it's unless they're playing possum right now. Uh, again, you get another update. This time on the MLB network, and uh, they basically confirm what the four-letter network stated, and that is that uh, no news right now. The t- the sides are both quote still far apart. End quote. That's it. So I don't I don't see anything uh I don't see anything happening. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna culminate here by the end of the day. I'd love it to, but I don't think it's gonna culminate here by the end of the day. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, you can uh, give us a shout. Love to have you. 877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from Anthony, who... No, that's the Anthony from earlier today. This one's from Betty. Betty says, as a longtime Packers fan, I feel sick that we're losing a home game. This is unfair. The NFL should compensate the city of Green Bay and the businesses. And Betty, look, and I said this before, I'll say it again. Everybody does this. Everybody's lost a game for the most part. It's nothing new. You're not being singled out. Uh, it, you know it's coming. The Green Bay Packers have have staved it off as long as they could. It is what it is. We knew at some point this was going to become a reality, and the Packers are now off to London, off to London, to spread the wares and to be able to show the rest of the world exactly what it is we know, and that is that they are the true America's team, right? <laughs> I like pissing off cowboy fans. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. <laughs> oh, what else do we have here for you? Got good stuff today. A lot of people chiming in. Bud Light live stream has been really good. Um, Brentley. So they think we need to send Rodgers to Arizona for Murray. That way we can break the trend of the home team making it to the Super Bowl with a crying laughing face. Right? Wouldn't that be uh, they trade Aaron Rodgers there and then yet again another quarterback being traded goes to the team that's hosting the Super Bowl and watch Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl in Arizona. No. No, thank you. 
Uh, Phil says, once Major League Baseball starts losing games, I would be interested in how they get the fans back into the ballpark. The deals and the ticket promos will be a plenty. When The last time, I, I can't remember the last time we lost. Was the last time we lost games in Major League Baseball back in 94? Was that the last time we had labor uh, a labor dispute that actually cost regular season games? Because I know it was the one that cost the, the World Series. But was that the last time we actually lost games? I believe it was. And it took a long time. It took 1998 in the home run chase between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire to to get the ball rolling again, pardon the pun, to bring bring eyes back to baseball. Uh, Mike says, Notre Dame coming to Lambeau Field to play the Badgers this fall. No. Nope. Uh, not till 2026. Mike, thank you very much. But, yeah, I, I don't uh, – uh, we've had this question before uh, on this program when it comes to Major League Baseball. And the bottom line is the Brewers are good. We don't worry – we, we want to see baseball. And we want to see, you know, the prices be reasonable and such. We, we, we're all into that. But baseball as a whole is losing eyes right now, is losing conversation, it's losing discussion, it's losing topic right now, other than the negativity of there is no baseball to discuss. We in this area, we look, we expect the Brewers to be there. We hope they've made enough moves and whatever else they decide to do between now and the beginning of the season. We hope that they've made enough moves to continue this this trend of getting into the postseason and having a legitimate shot. We're, we, we're enjoying baseball. There's a lot of markets that they don't they don't care, they don't miss it right now. You know, you can go through a bunch of markets in Major League Baseball and just go, no, they don't give two dams about it right now. They don't care. And if it doesn't get played this year, nobody's going to care. It doesn't matter. Right? Think about this. The only excitement, Tampa Bay is not a great audience because of where the ballpark's located. They don't get a lot of fans to begin with, okay? We know the Red Sox and Yankees, they're faithful. Toronto, eh. Take it or leave it. Baltimore, good fan base, but they have sucked for so long. They ended up 48 games out last year. Okay? 48. 48. The worst run differential in all of baseball. They were in the negative to the tune of three runs shy of 300 in the negative. That's how bad they were. Okay? White Sox, they're kind of gearing up, so Chicago's always going to have an interest there. Then you, What is it? Uh, Cleveland? Eh, that's a yawner. Detroit, they're faithful, but it's kind of a yawner. Kansas City, they're not that good. Minnesota, they built that stadium, but they built that stadium without a roof. Dumbest thing you could possibly do. That 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 fan base is much like Wisconsinites. They're baseball all the time, unless the Twins are good, but the Twins haven't been good for a while. Houston, there's other things to do in Houston. Seattle's a, a decent baseball market. Oakland still has their Oakland A's fa faithful, but they play in a dump. Okay, the Angels, we all know, look, anybody out in L.A., they could take it or leave it. They'll find other things to do. 
The Rangers have that new ballpark. Eh, okay, it is what it is. The Braves, they got good fans. Phillies have good fans. The Mets have good fans, but the Mets have not been overwhelmingly relevant. They were 11 and a half games out last year. Miami, nobody cares. Washington, fans are there, and then they're gone. They were 23 and a half games out last year. After being a um, a World Series contender, they found themselves in the basement. Like I said, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Chicago, really good fan bases. Pittsburgh, they they don't even realize there's a PNC park there. Not after where they've been over the last couple of years. San Francisco Giants and Dodgers fans, they're pretty good. Padres, eh. Rockies fans, they're good. They're not great. Arizona Diamondbacks, transient. They could, they could take it or leave it. You got a lot of markets that have good fan bases or the fan bases are so-so and the teams aren't good, they don't care. You're losing eyes. You're losing eyes as it goes on. Uh, Robin says, has every team that went outside of the U.S. lost a home game? We know the teams have also been the away team. Um, Not every team, I don't think. Uh, I don't think. I don't think every team has lost a home game. I could be wrong, but I haven't gone back and looked at that. I couldn't honestly tell you. And, yes, you are correct. that The Packers have been uh, one of the finalists to host the 2024 NFL draft, which would be great. I think they could do it. I think Green Bay would be a tremendous place since you know that they're never going to hold a Super Bowl here. And it's, it's, it's one of the founding members of the NFL. Give it, give it to Green Bay. You, you should, right? 877-867-1670. Um, some good conversation today. Good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Pindell. They are a global machining company. They do great work, but they're right here based in our own backyard. Get a hold of Pindell. They're hiring too, and they pay really well. That's one thing about Pindell. They not only encourage you to make money, but then to take the, the knowledge you get, the training you get, if you decide to move on and, Start your own company. I mean, they they look at they look at that as success, you know. And if you stay there and work there your entire life and make great money and great wages and great benefits and the whole thing, that's a success too. Go to Pindell, p i n d e l dot com, Pindell dot com. That's Pindell dot com, and see for yourself what it is we're talking about. Got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Reminder, quick trip. They're giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. These things are beautiful, man. Ever since I, uh, I I downgraded from a Tahoe to my car, and I love my car. I really do. And obviously, with the gas prices going up, I'm, I'm loving my car. But, man, every day, uh, we were just talking about this over the weekend. I would love to get my Tahoe back. So I'm going to enter. I don't know if I'm even eligible to win. But quick trip's giving one away. You can get in on this. All you got to do is uh, do the uh, scratch game on the app. And you get extra entries if you pick up a Coca-Cola product or one of the hot take-home meals. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Giving it away. Giving that good stuff away. Stop in any any, uh, Quick Trip, get the details, and uh, you could be a winner. But you can't win if you don't play, if you don't get all signed up. And uh, I'm telling you, they're just uh, good people over there at Quick Trip. And we all know how great Quick Trip is. I don't need to tell you that. But stop in and uh, purchase a Quick Trip take-home meal. Or a 20-ounce Coke or smart water, and you can earn some extra scratches. You put all those together, you get even more scratches. So scratch to be entered for a chance to win a Chevy Tahoe in a Quick Trips Rewards app today. All you got to do, scratch and win. That's it. Scratch and win. 
Uh, Carlos writes, uh, hey, unit, uh, can't wait for baseball to come back. Uh, once they do hit the field, how long will it take them to get in shape and come north? Uh, that's the spring training is for the pitchers. So you got to think that the way the, the way this is kind of set up to answer your question is about a month. So if they get back on the field tomorrow, about a month from tomorrow is when they'll get back to playing games. It's usually about a month to five weeks, but you got to get pitchers stretched out. Uh, I don't know if uh, they would then say allow teams to carry a couple of extra pitchers to expand that roster for the abbreviated spring training, if you will, to give them a little more depth so that way they don't have to burn up bullpens and burn up starters early on in the season. Because usually it doesn't take hitters too long. You get out there, play a little, start working out a little bit. As long as you're in shape, you're pretty much good to go. But it takes pitchers a while. So about four to five weeks usually. That's why today is so important because today, if they are going to, because the start of the season is at the end of the month. I think the start of the season, what, the 31st, if I'm not mistaken? So that would be, what, four four weeks? I mean, if they signed a deal today, then they could have people, pitchers and catchers and such, there tomorrow. And that would give you five weeks and a couple of days to get you to the start of the season. If everybody was there tomorrow, or that would be four weeks in a couple of days, actually. So, so I would assume, say they lose this and they go through next week, then chances are if, say they don't sign a deal until, you know, March 7th, most likely the season would get underway then March or excuse me, uh, April 7th, 8th, you'll lose about a week, maybe six, seven games. But I would say that at that point in time, then they would probably not start until maybe the 11th. Monday the 11th, they would try to get something in on the 7th, maybe the 14th of April. Something like that to get going. I, I got to be honest, though, I really, I said this uh, when I was being asked all through out, you know, the end of the football season into when pitchers and catchers should have been reporting. I, I said, I think you'd be safe if you thought spring training was going to get underway. I think you're safe the week of, say, St. Patrick's Day. That the, the week of Monday the 14th. I, I, I always thought you'd be pretty safe going out to Arizona. And you'd probably, if you didn't catch games, at the very least, you'd be able to go from, you know, venue to venue to at least see workouts or inter-squad games or something. You'd at least be able to see those at that point. I always thought you'd be safe at that point. But if you go past today negotiation-wise, I I wonder then what the sticking point is. We know that the owners are going to go with the universal DH, not a fan. We know that they've compromised on some of the players' demands for short, shortened service time and arbitration. But beyond that, we haven't seen what the true hardcore sticking point is. Um... Rick says, I think the Packers are going to play in London in early October. 
because the Tottenham Hotspur is an outdoor stadium and it gets cold and rainy in, in London. Isn't it cold and rainy in London pretty much all the time? It does get colder in November. I agree with that. I you're, you're probably right. It'll probably be in October. End of September, beginning of October, somewhere in there. You're probably right. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do it. Hey, also, um, you can, you can find us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels on Facebook at Bill underscore Michaels on Facebook over at the Bill Michaels show, uh, Bill Michaels show on YouTube and on Twitch. YouTube, uh, thanks to everybody that continues to subscribe. That's awesome. Thanks so much because, uh, you continue to find us on YouTube and it's awesome. So thank you so much for doing that and, uh, and being there for us in that realm. Uh, also, don't forget, you can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. Find us there and uh, appreciate that as well. Hey, Bill. Yeah. I just looked up the weather report in London. Do you want to know what it is? Give it to me. Cold and rainy. There you go. And you can pretty much, <laughs> I, I would a, assume. That's all they are, cold and rainy. Right? I would assume day. It's pretty easy to be a forecaster in London. The only thing you got to get right is the temperature. It's 52. Yeah. And rainy. It's pretty much like that all the time. I've had friends that have gone over and they said, yep, it rains. They had a couple of nice days in the 70s and such, but, you know, I've had, and even when um, some friends went over and covered teams, other teams that have played over there, they said, oh, you know, it wasn't terrible, you know. 60s rain. You uh, you want to know okay. the the forecast for the rest of the week? Um, I'm going to venture a guess of mid 50s and rain. You would be correct, and overcast, and overcast. Hence the okay. rain, obviously. There you go. The king of mold, cold and rainy. <laughs> right. The state flower is mildew in the nation. There you go. That's it. Much like uh, what Seattle? Seattle's kind of the same way. Although Seattle gets some nice summertime, man, it's some nice days in Seattle. Get some nice ones. But you do get quite a bit of rain out in Seattle, too. No doubt. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, we got another hour of the program yet to go. And uh, nothing, nothing. I don't expect anything on the Aaron Rodgers front. We'll find out tomorrow if he uh, decides to talk. But nothing on that front. No word about any kind of a contract negotiation with Devontae Adams. We know they restructured David Bakhtiari. We know the Packers are heading to London. Other than that, nothing. No news on Major League Baseball. Nothing. Still waiting to find out. Tomorrow night, wide out. Wide out at the Kohl Center. Badgers getting ready to play Purdue, and the Boilermakers are coming to town. But other than that, nothing. Got nothing. Got nothing right now. Other than a lot of speculation. No, I'm not doing the Mount Rushmore. Tom says, do the Mount Rushmore of things to discuss. No, Tom, not doing it. Ain't happening. Not going to go there. Um, and besides, there's enough going on. No, there's like four people that have said, uh, don't the Badgers play Notre Dame in Green Bay this year? That means they won't have to lose that revenue. No, they don't play them there this year. What do we say, 2025, 2026? That's when the uh, the Badgers are going to be playing Notre Dame because they were supposed to play them uh, two years ago. They played in Chicago this year. They were supposed to play the previous year when COVID first, you know, hit at Lambeau Field. That all got canceled. So they had to reschedule it, and they had to reschedule it to the next available schedule, which is the 2026 schedule. So that's when the Badgers are going to be playing Notre Dame. And that's the beginning 
Uh, September, I think. I think it's like September 6th or something like that. It's coming out of Labor Day weekend. So that's 2026. There you go. We got another hour yet to go. It's good stuff today. I'm loving it. It's nothing like breaking. The only big breaking news of the day is Derek Jeter. He is uh, he's stepping down with the Florida Marlins. His his ownership group has not done anything to make baseball any better down there. But no breaking news otherwise today. Other than that long dissertation that Kyler Murray's agent put out, which was just he could have done it in the 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 gif of show me the money, and that was it. That's all it was. It was a whole bunch of crap about nothing other than show me the money. How are we looking? Another hour yet to go. Bill Michaels show happening on a nice, warm, dripping wet, snow kind of melting Monday. Love it. We'll be back after this.